Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Podcasting for the Lord. So we're going to be starting off today in Luke chapter 10, verse 30 through 37. Uh, there's a story that I heard some time ago of a preacher who dressed up as a homeless man. I don't know if anybody's heard this, but uh, if you haven't, it's a great little story. It goes like this. Here's the gist of it. Um, the preacher dressed up in a homeless man's clothing. He wanted to see if his uh, church family would, would help the, help him or if they'd avoid him. He was pretty much testing out their faithfulness and just seeing where they stood on strangers and new people. So uh, he, I assume, went off the story of the Good Samaritan, and that's where we're going to be at today. So anyways, he had sat... He, had, he dressed up in a homeless man's clothing. He went and sat outside of his church long before any of his congregation would ever get there. Just without there, no one knew it was him. Well, as people started arriving to the church and unlocking it, getting things ready for the service, and just doing their normal duties to get the church ready, not one person stopped and asked if he needed help they didn't try to present him the gospel they didn't do anything that we as Christians should do in fact they actually avoided him they avoided him like he had the plague and to be honest it, it broke his heart so he waited and waited and waited some more eventually he heard the piano start playing and he knew service was a few minutes away from beginning so he got up went into the church, started walking down the aisle towards the, pul towards the pulpit. Now, as, as he was walking down the aisle, he noticed the look of astonishment on most of the members' faces, and when he got to the pulpit, he took off his wig, he wiped his face clean, and he showed the congregation who the actual unknown homeless man was. And it, it saddened him. It broke his heart, because as a pastor... You would love to think that your congregation is following the Bible so closely that they're willing to help out. In this case, they were Christians, and they were doing what they thought they needed to do. But at the same time, they weren't really following the Bible the way they should have been. They weren't helping people. See, we as Christians, we always have to remember that when the Lord gives us somebody to help, we need to help them. We, we, must, we must always remember that just because not everyone is dressed in suits or nice dresses or nice apparel, it doesn't mean we shouldn't offer them the gospel. No matter who the person might be, they deserve to hear a message from the Word of God by a man of God. And with that being said, we're going to start the message today in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 30 through 37. So I hope everybody has found their place, as I apparently need to. So everybody take a moment to do that. Okay, so I have found my place. I hope you have found your place as well. So we're going to begin. Verse 30. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, 
he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And in the morrow, when he departed, he took two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou? was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. And he said that he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. So Jesus is telling us to help people. Now we may not be able to do exactly what the Good Samaritan did here. I'm not saying that you're going to be able to afford it. But you know what you can do? You can offer them the gospel. Because the gospel is the best thing you can offer somebody, especially when they're in need, because God can give them way more than you or I can ever give them. See, the things that we can give, they'll pass by just that fast. I mean, let's be honest. If you give somebody 20 bucks, they're, they might go down to the store and be able to eat three or four times. But if they go to God and God provides for them, they can eat a whole lot more than just three or four times. So we must remember that just because we are Christians doesn't mean that we need to avoid everybody. I mean, the Jesus is telling us not to. Jesus is telling us to be the Good Samaritan. He says, plain as day, go and do thou likewise. Don't be like the priest who thought he was godlier than God himself, because I'll tell you what, he was not. If he was as good as that priest probably thought he was, he would have helped the man. He wouldn't have hesitated. He, he would have stopped and been, he would have had a compassion on him. The same way as the Samaritan did. But he didn't. Neither did the Levite. And here's the craziest thing about the Samaritan, especially in this time. The Samaritans were looked at kind of as outcasts. They weren't really accepted in the Jewish society. And they were just kind of, okay, you can be over there and don't bother us, leave us alone. But as far as society went, society really didn't care about them. Which, hey, to them, that's just the way it was. So it took a man that had compassion for another man to get him healed up. And he even paid all of his debts. So here's my question to everybody right now. If we want God to love us, and God does love us, then shouldn't we be showing the love of God through us? Because the love of God isn't just always giving somebody money. It isn't always, you know, it's it's not always feeding them. Now, don't get me wrong. If if I encountered a man like this, of course I would feed him. Of course I would do what I can. Now, God knows that he knows my situation and he knows the other man's situation. So, with saying that, the best thing to do is to point him to Christ. Get him a Bible. Get him reading it. Get him in the church service. Don't just sit there and stare at him like he's an outcast. Because you know what? He's probably been treated like that most of his life. Be honest. If that was you, and you're sitting outside, hungry and thirsty and dirty, and you wanted some air conditioning because you're hot, and you wanted a glass of water, wouldn't you rather somebody come up to you and say, hey man, I can't do a whole bunch, but here's a cold bottle of water. Come inside, listen to the preaching. You can cool off for a little while. Now, I understand in today's society, especially with this coronavirus going around, that we got to be a little smarter. We can't just pull in everybody off the streets. We, they have to have 
their mask and you got to take their temperature and that's all fine but we can still help them nevertheless if there's nothing we can do we can still pray for them we can pray for their for God to help them we can pray for God to open their eyes so whatever put them in the situation of being homeless maybe they won't put themselves in that same situation again now however it may be that's going to be on them you can only do so much but you can't do everything for them so that's why we, we, we can't get caught up in just giving them everything. I'm not saying give them the keys to the church, but give them a place to come in and sit down and listen to a message. Yeah. And now a lot of people, they'd say, oh, well, it's, it's not the fact that I, I didn't want to help him. It's just, you know, I don't know him. Or I don't, I don't think that he would, uh, I don't think that he, he would be a, a good part of our, of our, um, Christian body or our, our church family well that's not for us to decide we don't decide who our church family is we do to a point but God's the one that brings people to us God God is the one that puts people in our path so we can give them the gospel because you may be the only person in that in that homeless person's life that presents them the gospel you may be the one thing that stands between them going to hell and them going to heaven now they will have to accept Christ and that's on them. If they want to if they want to walk away from Christ, you did your best. You did what God asked you to do. God wants you to do the best that you can with what you have. It's pretty simple. It's not rocket science. But a lot of churches today, when they see that homeless man sitting outside or they see a dirty smelly person, they just kind of do exactly what the priest and the Levite do or did. And they walk to the other side because, oh, well, they just want money. I don't I don't feel like putting up with it today. Or, you know, they're probably going to try to harm somebody in the church. I don't need that in my service today. Now, those are valid points. Those are very valid points. But who's to say that that is what that person wants? You don't know until you talk to them. So if you never approach them and you, you never talk to them and you never give them the chance to just a five-minute conversation I mean it's five minutes it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and there's people and churches that won't help and there's churches that will bend over backwards to help people and a lot of times they get bit by it but you know what God is telling us to help plain and simple and a lot of people they, they, they like to use the, oh, well, I'm afraid of that person because I don't know them. Well, here's the thing. They don't give them a chance. They don't give them that five-minute conversation. And another thing that they don't give them is they don't give them the opportunity to show them if they're going to be a violent person. They don't, they don't give them, I understand we've got to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, so we've got to use wisdom in it. But if the, if the, if the homeless man is not being obviously violent or crazy, then I don't see what the problem is inviting him into the service. I don't see the problem of opening up and presenting him the gospel. I encountered a kind of a weird person at night, came to the church door, and I don't know what he was looking for, but he just said he wanted something to talk, somebody to talk to. So I took 10, 15 minutes out of my day to show the love of God through a through his servant and I talked with the man 
I presented him the gospel, and he told me his problems. I gave him the the answers that I was led to the Lord to give him. Now, the man didn't really like the answers, and a lot of times, when somebody asks for your help and you give them the God's honest answer, they might not always like it. But you know what? It's God's honest answer. So, it's not about me trying to hurt anybody's feelings. It's not me worried about, oh, well, this person could do something that could put me in the hospital or could potentially end my life. No. We are told in the Bible, take no thought of your own life. The Lord has prepared your way. He knows the people that's going to come into your life. So all these people that are saying, oh, well, I'm afraid of so-and-so, or I don't know him, that's not, there's nowhere in my Bible does it say to fear man. It says do not fear man. Do not fear the men that could potentially end your life. Because they can't put you, or they can't, they, they can't cause you to be put in the lake of fire. They can't cause you to go to hell. You are the only person that can accept Christ and get to heaven. You alone. So, if you're worried about somebody ending your life here on this earth, well, I don't understand why, because listen to this. when To be absent from the body is present with the Lord, especially if you're a believer in Christ. So, you're worried about leaving this earthly plane? Well, here's a, here's a fun fact. Nobody gets out alive in this physical form that you were born into. Nobody. Everybody will, be, will have to taste of death. The only people that won't will be the people that are raptured when Christ returns. And I pray that I'm one of those people. Because how cool would that be? Flying through the air and meeting your, our Lord and Savior in the sky? Come on now. That would be amazing. But let's be realistic. G God promises a good life. He never promises an easy one. So that's a tough decision to sit there and say, Okay, well, I'm going to help this person. Maybe if it is only a glass of water. Or maybe if it is, maybe even if it is two minutes of encouraging words words and saying, you know, here's what the Bible says about this. And I don't know your whole situation, but you know what? I can buy you lunch today. Let me buy you lunch. Now, you don't have to invite them into your vehicle. You don't have to let them get close enough to do any harm to you or to cause any scene. But you can go out and pick up a cheeseburger from McDonald's and a drink that costs three dollars and bring it back to them and give it to them now I don't always suggest giving money to people that are on the side of the road because you never know what they're gonna spend it on and you definitely don't want them spending money on drugs or alcohol or anything crazy like that because we as Christians we have to abstain from evil and we have to eschew from it but to help somebody out that's could just be put in a bad spot because of bad decisions they've made who hasn't made a bad decision? Who hasn't had their life flipped upside down because they've done something stupid? I mean, let's be honest, we're all humans. After all, we are no better than the dirt that, that we were made out of. But God loved us enough to give us Jesus and to give us salvation. So we as Christians, when somebody comes to the house of God seeking rest and seeking just a little bit of help from the people of God, I don't understand what the problem is. Now, again, don't hear something I'm not don't hear something I'm not saying because I'm not saying give them the church the church keys. I'm not saying to make them deacons in the church. Now, if they hang out and they trust Christ 
and they are a hardworking individual and they follow the Bible and they become a good part of the church yeah if they can handle the responsibility okay especially if you need if you need somebody and they've proven themselves that there's nothing wrong with with that but at the same time let's stop being so so closed-minded because of the way the world the way Satan is taking this world and flipping it it's ridiculous so to have the closed-mindedness of oh well I'm just gonna look out for me that is not what God wants us to do how are you supposed to love your enemy and shoot him in the back of the head at the same time you can't do it it's physically impossible so to walk by somebody and not just even offer the help they may not even take it and you don't have to get close enough for anything to happen you can stay your social distancing you can stay back and say hey can I buy you some lunch okay you hang out here I'll be back in five minutes I'm running to McDonald's I'm gonna get you a cheeseburger a drink and there you go that's all I can do for you here here's a bottle of water bottle, bottle of water costs two dollars so all in all you spent five six dollars to buy this one person a meal and showing the love of God through you might mean the difference of that person getting saved or that person cussing God and rejecting them because God uses us as tools to help people in those situations and not just people in those situations but people in all kinds of other different situations we have to be selfless and sacrificing because that's how Jesus was Jesus was selfless he sacrificed everything for us because he loved us and we are supposed to love one one another as ourselves we're supposed to be giving and we're supposed to sacrifice and a lot of Christians I know are that way but there's a lot of Christians out there that they're in it for me 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 and it's brought on by the way these modernist churches are going where they're just saying oh well I'm in it for this well I'm gonna tell you right now a lot of those modernist churches they're leading people to hell in hand baskets and fast because they want to talk about the love of God which is great because God does love everybody God sent his son for the entire world but they're missing the rest of the Bible because God clearly tells us what to do in every different situation he also tells us how to run our businesses he tells us how to live our lives he tells us how to help people and how to love our enemies our Bibles are basic instructions before leaving earth it's not rocket science guys and to see a church body not help somebody just because they might be afraid of them well fear is another Lord guys now the Lord has given us emotions so that there we can sympathize and empathize with people so we so people know when we're happy and when we're sad but everybody nowadays they get so offended because their feelings get hurt well here's the thing I'm all about showing your emotions because it shows people where you stand it shows people what you love that's 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 a great thing and it's a great tool because without emotions we would just be heartless beings on this planet but to sit there and let feelings contradict or, con or control your life and contradict the Word of God because I'll tell you what if you follow your feelings 99% of the time and you don't check that with the Word of God you're gonna be in the you're gonna be right where the devil wants you out of church probably drinking probably doing drugs who knows 
The slope is so slippery, it's ridiculous. Because once you start down that path, it is so easy to continue. Because the devil knows to lead you astray, it doesn't take much. That's why God gave us the Bible, so we can check what we're doing. So we can make sure we're making the right decisions and we're living by His Word. Because I've never met anybody in my entire life who's ever said, Oh man, my life has been terrible because I've lived by the Bible. No. Most people that I've met, especially older pastors, they said they didn't do a good enough job living by the Bible. And they're not worthy enough for Christ. And they're right. None of us are worthy of Christ. But it's because of Christ's love. And we as Christians need to show the love of God through us by helping people, loving our enemies, treating our neighbors as can. That is what that is how we show people the love of God through us. So I'm going to leave you with this question, and you don't have to answer it, just answer it to yourself, but are you showing the love of God through you? Are you being a faithful servant of the Lord? The Lord knows. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to write an email and let me know of all the good things you've done. The Lord knows. And the Lord will reward you. You're not supposed to do it for the, the rewards. But He will reward you because He loves you. So in closing, I beg you, I beg you, beg you, do not be like the Levite. Do not be like the priest. Be the Good Samaritan. If you see somebody in need and you can help, by all means help them. Because you can make the difference. You may not make a difference in the entire world, but you'll make a world of difference for an entire person. And guys, stay in the Word of God. That is the only way that you're going to be able to make correct and wise decisions. Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, or you just want to get to know us more here at Podcasting for the Lord, I urge you, send us an email. Our email address is podcastingforthelord at aol.com. 